Listen on Global Player, LBC News. Let's just check on the political scene stateside, shall we? Let's go live to Washington, D.C., and it's a good morning to Simon Marks. Um, it seems that some of Donald Trump's presidential papers will see the light of day after all. Uh, yeah, this is a landmark ruling uh, with massive uh, precedent uh, that the federal judge in this case uh, was setting late last night. President Trump, former President Trump, has, of course, been trying to stop his presidential papers from being passed to investigators up on Capitol Hill who are looking at the events leading up to the insurrection uh, on Capitol Hill on January the 6th by Donald Trump's conspiracy theory-believing supporters. And a federal judge last night rejected that effort by the former president to keep his White House papers and the papers of other officials uh, officials in his administration shielded from congressional investigators. The judge citing the fact that President Biden, the current president of the United States, had not objected uh, to these papers being turned over to Democrats up on Capitol Hill. Uh, now, this sets a precedent that can indeed be used in the future uh, over efforts by successive presidents to try and uh, retain the confidentiality of their documents. It poses uh, a challenge for the National Archives, which holds all of Donald Trump's uh, papers, and indeed the papers of every single uh, one of his predecessors. They are due to start turning those papers over to Democrats on Capitol Hill on Friday, although it is absolutely evident that Donald Trump's team is going to appeal. If we know one thing about Donald Trump, it is that he will seek to run out uh, the legal clock every time he gets a chance, and he will also seek to use every uh, legal weapon in his arsenal before uh, finally uh, admitting that he may ha have uh, found himself in a uh, blind alley legally. So this could go all the way to the US Supreme Court, but definitely uh, were these papers to find their way into the hands of Democrat investigators, they have the potential to supercharge their investigations into what took place on January the 6th. And as we talked about yesterday, Martin, they are also, of course, uh, now issuing subpoenas uh, to key members of Donald Trump's inner circle in a bid to force them legally to testify under oath as part of the investigation that's underway. So uh, a big moment uh, in terms of politics, but also in terms uh, of constitutional law with that judge's ruling last night. It'll keep a lawyer or two in business for a day <laughs> or so. You'll never more, see a poor it? lawyer. My mother always <laughs> said you should have been a lawyer. Indeed, yes. I've heard that advice before. Can we talk <laughs> Royals, or I should say former royals, really, because um, the, the duo that is the Sussexes um, have been very high profile. We've been reporting on this comment that the Duke of Sussex made in a Wired magazine chat that he was on the line in to Jack Dorsey, the founder of Twitter, warned him that the Jan 6th might happen, and things have gone a bit quiet. I think he's also involved in an awards ceremony tonight in New York, is that right? And his wife's uh, doing a few profile, high-profile events too. Yeah, there's no question uh, that they are becoming increasingly present uh, in uh, particularly East Coast circles because Meghan Markle was in New York uh, yesterday and as we've talked about before, Martin, she's dipped her toe into this issue of paid parental leave in the United States. This is a proposal that President Biden has put forward in his legislation for 12 weeks of medical and family paid leave for new parents uh, in the United States. 
states. She's written to Democratic leaders in Congress backing it. She has cold called some Republican senators, urging them to get behind this. And yesterday she spoke about it and her strategy uh, in an appearance before a New York Times deal book summit. Here's what she had to say. I've been gone from the U.S. for a really long time. I lived in Canada for seven years for work, then moved to the U.K., And to come back and now be a mother of two and to see that the U.S. is one of only six countries in the entire world that doesn't offer any form of national paid leave just didn't make sense. So I guess my approach was the same as it's been since I was really young. When I was 11 and I saw something that was wrong on TV, I put pen to paper and wrote a letter about it. So on this, I said, well, let me write a letter and let me pick up the phone and make some calls and see if I can help. It's just... To me, it seems like a really logical and obvious thing to do, and I'm happy that I'm able to support it. It would also be a logical and obvious thing to do if, as friends of hers have suggested, she was thinking of running for public office, because as she noted in that interview yesterday, uh, there is broad support among members of the public, both Republicans and Democrats, for the idea of paid parental leave. And in the letter that she wrote to Congress, and at times in that interview yesterday, she sounded very much like someone who, who may be road testing some lines that perhaps she'll use uh, were she to decide to pull the pin uh, and actually launch some kind of effort for uh, statewide or national office here. There's all sorts of um, rather juicy details from the Court of Appeal case. Um, Jason Naff, who is the Duke and Duchess of Sussex former communications secretary has been telling that appeal court that Meghan told him in texts this is about the letter to her father which Mm. was made public by a British newspaper Um, she obviously wrote her August 2018 letter to her father quote with the understanding that it could be leaked to the media so she was meticulous in her choice of words um that story, of course, will run and run. That Court of Appeal case is being heard in London at the moment. Yeah, and M- Martin, it's just worth making the point that in that interview yesterday, she argued that the tabloids in Britain should come with a public health warning, and she really? hoped that eventually that would be printed across the top of each tabloid newspaper to warn readers that consumption of a tabloid could impact their mental health. Wow. Um, let me just t- tidy up this, art- this, this item as well about Democrats quite understandably taking an interest in how Northern Ireland is faring. And the Fed is, it's something of a pawn in this power game between the UK and the EU. Now, before we spoke today, we've heard from Lord Frost. They haven't pulled the trigger on Article 16. I'm sure many will be very grateful on all sides of the United Kingdom about that and perhaps some in Washington too. Uh, Well, they were concerned in Washington enough yesterday uh, to see a statement being issued uh, jointly by the chairman of the House of Representatives Foreign Affairs Committee, uh, the chair of the Europe Subcommittee, the chair of the Ways and Means Subcommittee on Trade, and the chair of the European Caucus, absolutely warning the British government, uh, saying that the Good Friday Agreement took patience and time to build. Peace can unravel quickly. In threatening to invoke Article 16, uh, these four top Democrats on Capitol Hill uh, wrote, the United Kingdom threatens not only to destabilise trade relations, but also that hard-earned peace. We call on the UK to abandon this dangerous path and to commit to implementing the Northern Ireland Protocol in full. And this was uh, the latest indication that we've had from Democrats on Capitol Hill. 
Capitol Hill. And of course, we've heard this voiced by the Speaker of the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi, on many occasions in the past, that any effort to invoke uh, Article 16 runs the risk of dimming the UK's ambitions for a trade deal with the United States. Because remember, any trade deal that President Biden were to negotiate, and there's not very much sign of any progress being made in that direction, but were there to be one, it would require congressional approval. Uh, And so these members of Congress once again drawing a line in the sand over Article 16. Simon, thank you so much. Simon Marks joining us live from Washington, D.C.